All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the AFL Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Bowles, and with me as usual, uh, Tim. Good day, Tim. Good day, mate. How are you? You're not bad, mate. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. Good, thanks. Looking, uh, looking forward to today, mate. Yeah, so we got a very special guest uh, jumping on tonight. So, again, thank you very much to his time today. Shade from the boundary. Needs to be inch perfect. He is. He's got the most impossible goal. Dom Sheed, West Coast Eagles midfielder. Dom, mate, how you going? Good day, lads. Uh, yeah, going well. Uh, how are you, lads? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, how, was, how was Christmas break? Obviously, did a bit of training beforehand, but how was the Christmas and uh, news break? Did you get up to much with friends and family? Yeah, it was good, mate. It's always a uh, good time of the year, you know. We go back to training for a couple of weeks and um, get back together and then um, had another sort of two and a half weeks off. I spent a fair bit of time down in Dunsborough. That was nice. Had um, Tom Cole's wedding down there, actually. So that was a good excuse to get down there and then... Had some family come down as well, so it was enjoyable. Yeah, no, sounds like it sounds like a good time, um, Tim. Uh, I think good you've got stuff, a mate. You got a certain thing you want to ask uh, Dom about, I reckon. Oh, mate, I got a, I got I got stacks of stuff that I want to ask Dom, mate. But firstly, mate, just, <laughs> you know, like, thanks for being here, mate. Really appreciate it. I mean, you know, I just kind of put in a bit of a phone call. You and I, we haven't spoken in a number of years, mate. So, um, you know, it was a bit of a random phone call to kind of ask you to come on and. And you're not even really much of a fantasy fan, really, at all, are you? No, nah, mate. I struggle to um, I struggle to keep up with AFL at the best of times sometimes. So yeah, fantasy yeah. is uh, probably a bit much for me. But it's good to be back in contact again. And when I saw your name pop up, um, you know, I was delighted. So yeah. it's oh, good thanks, to be mate. Well, I, I do remember you're a little bit. Kind of, I was like, mate, you're like one of the most fantasy relevant players this year, and you're like, what? Huh? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. No, we we have a uh, we have a number of boys in the footy club who do. Um, they like to do the NFL. They do the NBA, and um, they also do the footy. So a lot of the boys at the club, they're all over it. So, yeah. Um, but I'm just not one of them, unfortunately. Oh, who was uh, who was the oh mate? Who was the West Coast Eagles? Bales, you know the West Coast Eagles player that came like eighth or something like that. Uh, um, had to get up his hat because yeah, he was a Harry, bloody Harry, employee. Of... Yeah, Harry, Harry Edwards. Yeah, Harry Edwards. Yeah, Harry Edwards. Yeah. yeah Has mate, he been sticking his are. chest out, mate? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah strutting around the the around. change room, bragging about his did, fantasy skills. Yeah. Did, did he um did he have to uh, hand back in his prize or something? Yeah, mate. Because he's well, terms and conditions. He's an employee of the AFL, so he's not allowed to win any prizes. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I know. Maybe, poor that, maybe you should maybe you should put more time into uh into his footy than into fantasy. his footy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um you wouldn't know, mate. There's uh is they're actually employees of the AFL as well. There's a like, big big podcast called The Traders, and um uh, they arranged to get him a, a hat which is like one of the big in fantasy like if you come in the top 100 which is a like an incredible achievement because there's normally around about i think it's about 130 to 150,000 people play um so to get in the top 100 is just an incredible achievement and everyone gets a hat with their number on it and they i mean it doesn't seem like much it's a hat but you know in our community mate it's um highly revered and you know incredibly valuable and you know all anyone wants is a is a bloody hat so uh so yeah, yeah. mate i, I could I could uh, imagine it would be a pretty big achievement. What's the highest you boys have finished? Oh, mate, let's not get into it, mate. Let's, we're here to talk no. about you, mate. 
Nah, look, I, I had, I had, you know, I don't want to talk too long. I had a pretty good year last year. I was in the top 100 for about the first half of the season, but then it kind of blew out from there. Um, but oh, no, there normally in the top thousand, which uh, which I'm pretty happy yeah. with that. So uh, and Bales, you you know, you're thereabouts as well, mate. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, just outside top 2K last year had a bit of a poor one. But, well, top, I think top finishes, I think, just inside top 500. So, so mate, yeah, we've, 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 this we've got to uh, – and that's part of the podcast, mate. We've got to have a, a big preseason as well. So, uh, you know, this forces us to uh, do a lot of research and talk to a lot of people. And no. we're, we're looking for best, best years ahead as well, you know. But, mate, yeah, absolutely. mate, I want to kind of go back and – I mean, I'm a big West Coast Eagles fan. I was there. Uh, I'm JK – Snuck me into the rooms after the game, so I was uh, I was able to have a beer and celebrate with a few of the boys there. But um, talk me. To, I mean, I know you've probably also talked about it a million times, but talk us through the grand final and uh, you know what it was like for a young bloke to kind of you know be on the big stage and and um, you know playing a big game, and then of course you know fulfill on every fucking young fo- footballer's dream, you know, slot a goal from the boundary to win the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago now, but. You know, I I played in uh, the heartbreak of 2015. Yeah. Um, when when we when we got absolutely pumped, so I'd had grand final experience before. So going into 18, I was a bit more confident, sort of in my own ability. I was three years more mature, and um, yeah, we had so we we had a great year, which um, obviously ended um, in the best way possible. But you know, it was we we had a team together who just knew how to play their role, and that's what they did, and we'll all so clear on what we needed to do to win the game of footy. And um, I'm sure you probably almost walked out of the MCG at the end of the first quarter, Tim. Oh, um, mate. We, mani- we, mate, we uh, mani- managed to pull it back. It was just one of those moments which was, um, you know, unbelievable. That's what you play footy for. And until you win one, um, you probably don't quite get it. But that feeling of winning a flag, you realise that that's the reason you play footy. And when you win one, all you want to do, mate, is... Um, is get another one. So uh, hopefully that can come. But at the end of the day, it's uh, 18 teams in the comp. It's, it's very hard to do. Yeah, mate, of course, of course. And, and what about that goal, mate? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Are you in the moment? Uh, do you remember much about it? Do you kind of you think you remember what you were thinking to yourself or what the crowd's screaming at you? Like, how, how's it all, you know, looking back, how does it all kind of look now? Yeah, yeah, no, the crowd was definitely screaming at me, mate. Um, I'm sure that this station's probably PG rated, so I probably won't say. No, I, I, I swear all the time, mate. So. <laughs> Plus, we've also got a plenty of Collingwood uh, supporters here as well, mate. So you can give it back to them. Oh, there you go. That was probably behind the fence, but um, yeah, mate, it was just one of those moments where it was right place, right time. I guess. Yeah. I mean, a couple of minutes to go, we needed to throw something different at the opposition. So, as a midfielder, I decided to sort of ask a question of the um, Collingwood mids and defenders and just sort of run against the grain of the play and just head to the forward line. And, you know, before I knew it, I reckon it was the quickest transitional play of the day from D50 to forward 50. And that's how I got my out number in the forward line. Yeah. And, um, you know, through Gov's great mark and Liam also took a good grab as well. Yeah. So, you know, li- lining up lining up a goal is one of those things that it's just one of those moments where it doesn't matter how many times you practice you could have a million set shots of training from that exact position but until you're doing it in front of a hundred thousand people it's just one of those things you can't train to do so um you know i thought (laughs) i was thinking about snapping it but then i thought if i kept everything nice and straight 
give, give it the best opportunity possible. And, um, you know, it, it was an amazing moment. But it was just um, one of those moments where when I marked the bowler, I just felt when I went off the back of my mark that the whole MCG just went absolutely dead quiet. Oh, really? Almost. So, yeah, I could, couldn't hear a thing. And then, um, you know, it, it was a real strange feeling. And before I knew it, um, you know, I, I knew I hit it quite yeah. well. And it, 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 it snuck through. So just one of those moments, mate, that um, I'll probably never experience. I'm pretty confident I can say I'll never experience yeah. something like that yeah. again. But I'm very, I'm very grateful to have um, been able to play a play a role for the yeah. team on the day, especially late in the game like that. And and what a memory to look back on, mate. Like, you know, the whole lot, the premiership as well as being able to sit on the, you know, on the outside the boundary and, and slot it through. And then, mate... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, go on. Sorry, mate. You go, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and that's the thing. Until you win a flag, you sort of don't... Um, you sort of don't realise how much work goes in and around the football club to get to that position, yeah. you know, from admin to... You know, coaches to players. We're like we start preseason in November, so like it's just such a long year. And um, to be able to do that and actually impact the, and that's just at the football club. But um, after winning the flag, you realise how many people you actually impact as well. Yeah. Whether that's fans, family, friends, and how much sort of happiness you can bring to others. That's something which um, I definitely realised post two thousand eighteen. Yeah, sure. okay. You kind of re- realise how much bigger footy is, kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings people together and, um, you know, we're such a big football state and there's so many people who support you and follow your journey. So, um, you know, it's, it was an, really just an amazing year. Oh, exactly. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's what it's like for a supporter as well. It was, you know, it's not like you were just the one sw- slotting the goal. It was like all of us did, you know, like that's what it's like to be yeah. a supporter of a club. You feel like, you know, you're a part of it and you, you know, you kind of contributed in some way, you know? Absolutely. And one of my favourite things about it is, you know, talking to people and stuff, obviously, still gets bought up a little bit. One of my favourite things is um, actually hearing their story of saying, I was there that day yeah. or, you know, I was in Bali at the sports bar or I was home in Kalgoorlie at the pub with my family. You know, just hearing yeah. the stories about where people were, um, you know, is really cool. Oh, I talk about it exactly like that. I mean, I got into the room of a club that I loved my entire life for their grant. Like, I, that was a dream come true for me. I ditched my wife yeah. and my best mate. Hung <laughs> 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 outside the fucking rooms of the, the club until bloody, you know, I knew, you know, I knew a few of you guys. So I was waiting to, for a couple, someone to walk past that I knew and then bloody JK came out and was like, all right, come on, get, I'll get you in. And yeah. it's, my, it's a dream yeah, come yeah. true. That'll never happen for me again, you know. No, exactly. So, um, you know, they're moments you definitely cherish, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, look, I, I didn't kind of plan to originally ask this, but did you notice kind of anything in the club like afterwards? Was it like we'd kind of done something and there wasn't maybe the hunger there for the next year or, or there was the hunger but we just we started to lack the personnel or? Yeah, I, I, I think the hunger was still there. I think the thing about coming off, you know, the hardest thing about winning a premiership is, what I found the next year is that when teams look at their schedule the next year, they yeah. see West Coast. And then all of a sudden, each club, every time the club, uh, another club plays you, it's essentially their biggest game of the yeah. year. It's like we're versing the pre- So I don't know, you know, it almost felt like teams found another yeah. gear or, or, or something where, and we probably didn't handle that as well as, um, as well as we should have, but, 
And, you know, I'd take my hat off to sides like, you know, Hawthorne and Richmond who have gone, you know, back-to-back or oh, repeat. The dynasties, to be able to yeah. De- yeah, to be able to actually deal with that and go on and actually still be um, the best team in the competition. So, yeah, a bit of personnel, a bit of um, just didn't handle the year as well as we should have um, with what teams were throwing at us. Yeah. And, then, I mean, not long after. I mean, 2021, you had your best year pretty much, wasn't it? Runner-up in the John Wurst yeah, medal. Yeah, I was, I was runner-up in the Wusher medal, but, uh, you know, I sort of put that down to to default by being one of the only blokes to stay on the park. Yeah, and okay. Fit, you know, we had, you know, a, a number of players, you know, Gov, Yo, um, Kennedy, Darling, you know, they yeah. all missed a massive, they, they all missed um, big chunks of games. And, you know, unfortunately for me, my, my body held up well that year and, you know, I was fit and healthy, so I was able to play a lot of footy. So, well, and it was in a year where it was in a year where we didn't make make finals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. But you did win the two K time trial in the preseason, and you didn't go on to average twenty six disposals, which is still pretty fucking good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Bales is going to ask you uh, how you did in the two K time trial this year, mate. So wait for that, right? But, um, but yeah, yeah, I think Bales has got a couple of questions he wants to ask you about last year. Sure, yeah, mate. so obviously, yeah, Dom, so just talk about what obviously last year, not only for yourself, but obviously Eagles in general, obviously had a lot of injuries, obviously the COVID at the beginning of the season as well. How how tough was that to start the season off with so many people going down, like either to illness or injury? Yeah, mate, mate difficult. I mean, you know, we fielded four waffle players in round one that we actually hadn't even met before, um, before you know, the day before the game. Um, so it was almost like we were beaten before it started. You know, the Melbourne COVID wave went through, um, that went all through them in sort of the pre-season. And then because, um, you know, we had our borders shut, we were quite safe and it almost just felt like it was going to come at the wrong time, COVID. And then, you know, when the season started, blokes just started dropping and the borders were opened. And so it, it was very, it was a very strange year to be a part um you know, obviously for everyone, but especially in the AFL industry when we're constantly travelling around in bubbles and hubs and um, and whatnot. And then on top of that, obviously, blokes blokes getting injured. I mean, it was almost like the perfect storm, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I agree. Oh. But, then, but then you had, obviously, a great win against Collingwood. I can't remember exactly what round it was, but you guys got up in a, in a very good win. Yeah, we did. Um, it, it's... Um, I think Simo described that as probably one of the best wins he's been a part of as a as a coach, and I know probably at the time it didn't mean, um, you know, it meant four premiership points. I think we had a very young team in playing at the MCG, and you know we weren't expected to win. And the way the boys went over there, fought their way through, and then snuck a win. Yeah, Simo described that as um, one of the best wins of his um, coaching career. So. Um, backs against the wall sort of stuff, which um, which is tough to win out of MCG. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then you you were pretty injured as well, mate. Yeah, and last then, year. Yeah, only pumped out only only um only pumped out the one game for the year. That's for it's um, Tim. You ran me through why I'm very popular on fantasy at the moment <laughs> because of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I, in, I did a full pre-season. Um, thought I trained quite, quite well in the pre-season, actually, and I was ready to go again for another season. And the first practice match against Frio, I think, um, 
what happened? I started on the bench and then come on and Nick tapped me the ball and I got tackled and there you go, out for sort of 12 to 16 weeks. And um, just like that, your pre-season is almost wasted. And then I come back and felt fit and healthy and then just got a bit sore in my shin after playing one game. And um, So it was, yeah. it was an ankle to begin with, right? And then what was it like, a stress fracture or something? Yeah. shin? Yeah, it was stress-related stuff. So this is the thing, when you get surgery, um, especially, um, you know, in ankles and knees, when you start operating on those areas, you always risk, um, you know, getting stress-related stuff um, afterwards just because they try to build up your load so, I guess, quickly to get you back playing. But then also your body and your ankle sort of moves in a different way to what it's been so used to its whole life. So it's putting more stress on a different part of the bone now, yeah. which isn't used to it. And so, yeah, so I had stress-related stuff. It's, it's very common. And, um, you know, um, after I got that little glimpse, I think I played one game against Geelong and then I pulled up sore and got a scan and they said, look, I think you're done for the year. Um, yeah. Let's look after you. And to be honest, I couldn't, I couldn't run all week. And, you know, to be able to not train and then, play sore and then do that for the remainder of the year just wasn't worth it so yeah um it was a bit it was it was very frustrating because i got a glimpse of being back at afl level after spending so long on the sideline yeah and then i'm out the very next week so i probably would have even preferred to not even play the one game but you know getting that little taster and then going back out is frustrating but mate i had a lot of blokes on the sidelines with me so we kept each other company in rehab and that was nice yeah, I was just going to ask you quickly. Just I didn't write this down either. But uh, what was what sort of role did you have throughout last year? Obviously, being out for so much, was there a, a bit of a change in role in terms of off the field stuff that you were doing with maybe certain players or or coaches? Yeah, mate, I'd try to help out as much as I could. But um, you know, we've got such great um, you know senior heads at our football club, whether they be coaches or or players. That there wasn't a whole heap that I could do. I would try to mentor a few of the younger boys and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there wasn't, to be honest, a, a whole heap. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you can do as much as you can off-field. But, you know, not being able to contribute on-field, that's obviously um, the biggest thing that you want to do. So, yeah, it's quite difficult in terms of just um, letting blokes go about their thing and playing and then actually trying to mentor and have an impact. There's a bit of a fine line when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. And then, but turning our focus onto uh, the 2023 season and this preseason, how's, the, how's this preseason gone for you? Is it, has it all been smooth sailing and, and how's everything gone? How, yeah, how are the been... pipes looking, mate? The, the, the pre- <laughs> fantasy is determined by how good your pipes are looking in preseason. All we get is these <laughs> like shots of people in their pipes and that's oh, what gets oh, us all, all fired up. How mate, the pipe's looking? I'm, mate, I'm seeing photos all, all over the internet of who's it, Took Miller and... Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these sorts of blokes. And I'm like, my rig does not look like that. I don't know if it's a, we- I don't know if it's a West Coast thing or not. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Fade Dom Sheed. There you go. Fade Dom Sheed. The pipe's up. Look at that guy. There you go. No, I, I'm not too much of a uh, pipes man in the gym myself. I'll, I'll do the exercises that I need to that I feel will make me better at footy and um, and that'll be it. Not not too many beach ones. Don't spend too head, much mate. time looking in the mirror, mate, like, like no, some of those no. other boys. <laughs> not me, mate. Not me. But how is the pre-season going, mate? How's your body? Good. good? Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. I mean, I'm in a very similar position to where I was last year. So um, I'm where I need to be and... 
I feel like I'm I'm training quite well at the moment. And um, when I speak about actually being in a similar position last year, we've done two. We did a pre-season, pre-Christmas 2K time trial, and then we did a post-Christmas 2K time trial. And I ran the exact same times as I did the previous year. So I think I went Good. six. I think I did six, 18 pre-Christmas in 22 and then in 20, end of 21 and then 22. And then I did um, 6.12 post-Christmas both times as well. So yeah. I, 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 I literally um, feel like I'm the same fitness as this time last year, which is great. So it's, great it's just, it's just about, we're starting to ramp up a lot of um, game style now. So uh, tomorrow we'll do about 60 minutes of actual match play, uh, which is great. And, you know, we're able to do that because we've got good numbers on the track at the moment to be able to yeah, yeah, cool. train, train and do that. So I, I feel as though we're, we're, we're in a lot better position than last year as a whole. Yeah, great. Great. And, I mean, look, you know, as we kind of chatted on the phone, mate, like the thing that's, you know, I guess, what, what has me so excited about, um, you know, you in particular this year is that, you know, in the past you've always kind of played that kind of that rotation play, you know, that kind of mid-forward play, you know, well, rather than one of the kind of mainstays in the midfield group, obviously, with the, the talent that we had. But, you know, now, you know, a few years down the track, I mean, it seems to me like, you know, you're, you're going to be one of the main dogs in that midfield group. Is that is that the way it's shaping up? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if I'm not a mainstay in the midfield and in the midfield um, sort of this year and the next couple of years, and I never will be. So yeah. I guess the next couple of years are, are my chance to really capitalise um, in the midfield, obviously, with, um, you know, with Shui and Yo with their history of injuries and, um, you know, potential position changes, um, you know, we've, we've got Tim Kelly, who's in there. We've got Andrew Gaff, who is um, very consistent out there on the wing. So there's a few spots uh, in the guts there which need to be filled, and I'm hoping to uh, take that more often. Yeah, awesome, mate. Awesome. And, you know, that's, I mean... You know, obviously being a big fan, I watch my team, you know, I mean, that's, I get, I mean, Gaffy obviously has kind of made his way into the midfield group a little bit, you know, more over the last couple of years, but I think that's been through a lack of talent. You know, if we've got the talent there, he's going to get pushed back out to that wing kind of thing. Um, yep. You know, and, and like you said, you know, I mean, Shui with his injury history, I mean, we've already seen a lot of reports about, and I'll probably ask you, I mean, you know, we've seen some reports about Yoey playing off the half back as well. Um, well, some midfield and halfback. Um, yep. You know, is that is that how that's kind of shaping up? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a bit up in the air at the moment about about Shui and Yo. I think Yo in the um, in the preseason has been playing playing a fair bit in the back line, but you know, a lot of that, a lot of the reasons for that is to try get him a bit fitter and his body getting right, and if he can be rock hard fit and his body's good, then I think his best position is definitely midfield. Um, yeah. But that's just something that's going to be weighed up throughout yeah. the preseason and, and how what he goes we need with his body, yeah. and how he goes with his body. I mean, the thing about Yo is he can play midfield one week and back the next week. I think a lot of the a lot of people forget he's actually an all Australian half back. Yeah. So um, you know he's he's got those tricks up his sleeve, and it'll really depend about you know team dynamics and what Simo wants come round one. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to ask one of the questions from one of our followers here. JS, he's actually a real close friend of the show. Um, he wanted to find out whether, 
Like, do you expect, and I, I think you may have kind of answered it with, you know, you talk about your pre-season, but he was wondering, like, do you expect to get a full season or do you expect that the club might manage you a little bit, um, you know, coming off a, like an injury, a uh, bit of an injury season last year? Uh, no, I, I won't be managed at all, um, yeah. I think. So, uh, you know, the beauty about when I stopped playing, when I did halfway through last year was that we actually had, we've, had we've got a lot of time from midway through last year to round one this year so we did a bit of a slower build with my body to make sure that it's able to actually handle um a year's worth of afl football providing um all goes well so i get held back a little bit on wednesdays in pre-seasons yeah Yeah. but that's that's only just to make sure that i don't start getting sore again which i haven't had any awareness or anything like that so come round one I should be um I should be good to go. So I'm going to brag about you for a little bit here, mate. Just so people who are listening, you know, know the uh, the 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 genes that are uh, you know going into that midfield. So you know, um, Don's originally from Cal. He played for Subiaco and the Waffle. Made his senior debut at 17. He was the WA Under 18s captain, pick 11. So first round draft pick in the 2013 draft, um, and that was all to do with a part of it as a trade with Yo to get to the club as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. And, yeah. Um, so, and yeah. and Yowie's also one of the most fantasy relevant players this year as well because similar kind of thing. Basically, injury affected seasons. You know, low averages. Um, the way that fantasy works is if you you know if you have, play less than ten games, you get a discount. Um, and so that means people are value. You know. Um, then of course um, you're yeah, a, there you a go. rising star nominee. You know, premiership um, player. Runner-up to the BNF um, and, mate, you know, I mean, 27 years of age, you're in the prime of your fucking life. Um, so, you know, um, mate, I hope you have a, a, a fucking stellar year in that midfield, mate, because you're going to be in my fantasy team and I hope you make me a lot of money and win me a hat. <laughs> uh, hopefully, mate. Um, am I in your team at the moment? You are, mate. You oh, definitely yeah, are. There you go. Good. Great. Yeah, locked, so, locked, yeah, we got, locked, in, locked uh, into mine as well, Dom. So both of us have got you here at the moment. Yeah, there but mate, go. the other thing we've got to warn you about as well, us coaches, between now and the beginning of the season, are going to change our teams a million times, right? Ah, so uh, <laughs> you'll be in and out, in and out, in and out, right? Yeah. But mate, there's some other um, other really relevant uh, Eagles players that we want to talk to you about. And um, in particular, a couple of them are really good for us to talk to you about because I believe you took on a bit of a mentoring role with Gimby and, uh, and Chessa. Yeah, no, I, I did. So they're, they're my two boys there in, in the midfield. Um you know, we haven't seen a lot of chess. I think in his draft in his draft year before he got picked up, he um they COVID was obviously in Melbourne, so he didn't get to play a lot of football in his draft year. And then we picked him up, and he got injured again. So he sort of hasn't played footy for for a couple of years now. But yeah. I'm excited to see what what he can potentially do. I think he's sort of somebody which um, doesn't get spoken about as much this year because. Um, we've got a new crop of draftees come in, but um, yeah. you know he's a, he's essentially like a, a a first round draft pick for us this year. So yeah, just and with another years of experience, he is for fantasy coaches as well because because he didn't really play well because he hasn't played. He's a basement player, so he's the cheap like the cheapest that you can get in terms of a player. And you know, often when you get a, a rookie that as a basement player, they've been sitting on a list for a little while, and they're you know waiting to kind of you know they're getting more mature a body, and you know so they're an yeah. exciting uh, a player to pick for us. How's he? Yeah. How, and we've seen a few news reports that he's not looking that. Well, I don't know. There's still a few doubts about him. How's how's he looking in terms of his body? 
Yeah, so he's um, he had a couple of little setbacks and um, he's doing a lot of straight line running at the moment. So uh, the thing about chess is he's, he's extremely fit and um, he's a very good runner, very efficient runner. And we just haven't been able to get him into many drills at the moment. But, um, you know, I think he had a few setbacks with sort of stress-related stuff, but nothing major just because he's so young. Playing yeah. it more on the playing it more on the safe side with him to try actually just he doesn't need to be one hundred percent fit for round one, but we want him to be able to play the the whole season the season out. We don't want him breaking down on at round five sort of thing. So yeah, you know, well, he's, so um, he's, he's on the good. like. Sorry, mate, yeah. sorry to interrupt, yeah, but no, he's no, it no. sounds like he's um you know if he's fit he'll be playing round one. Yeah, I mean you'd like to think so. Um, you know he should be playing footy of some capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, if he stays fit from here on in, and I don't see why that won't happen. And you know, who knows? It could be it could be in the AFL team. I mean, there's a few spots left in that midfield at the moment, and you got blokes like you know Chesser, Gimby, Greg Clark, um, Elijah Hewitt, these sorts of blokes where there's probably you know two or three spots at the moment between yeah. five or six of them. So, so it's good. And- and funnily enough, they were the guys that we were going to ask you about. You know, Hewitt, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, uh, oh, my God. Who's the other one that's uh, escaping me right now? Oh, yeah, uh, Gimby, of course. Um, yeah, so, yeah. oh, and Jai Cully, sorry, was the other one that I wanted to, to ask you yeah. about as well. I know we had a question from, um, from uh, Liam. Lee, Lee, from, Lee, yeah, Liam and Alex Rogg. Um, yeah, yeah, from, from Free Kicks. So, um, yeah, how's, how's Jai Cully coming along? Yeah, good. He's um, obviously picked him up midway through last year, and um, he, he's a handy player. He's a big bodied inside mid. He's got he's got pretty good skills, and he has a real crack. So um, you know, he's extremely fit at the moment, and I don't see why he can't be playing for us round one. I think there's there's a lot of water to go under the bridge first in terms of training, and um, Simo trying to sort of sort of pick a team and a dynamic that he wants to go with, but. I don't see why he won't be having a very good year because his body is probably the best that I've ever seen at the moment. So which out of those kind of rookie players, well, Jai's not really a rookie player, but I mean, I guess, and this actually comes from Golden Features. Um, like out of those rookies, you know, your Gimbys and your Chesses and your... Hewitts. Um, yeah, Hewitts. Like who, who do you reckon is going to be the... Who do you reckon's the the rookie that's going to make the biggest impression? Who's going to lean in the pack at the moment? Yeah, it's... See, this uh, people always ask me this, and it's always a very tough. It's always a tough question this time of yeah. year because when we get a bunch of six, seven, eight new draftees come into the club, because the club and the strength and conditioning staff don't quite understand their bodies and they're so young, they get put on a very modified program. So they do a yeah. lot of sort of running away from the group. So they're not in a whole heap of drills this time of the year. It'll start ramping up sort of from here on in, but um, so the boys are playing group haven't actually seen a lot of them on the training track competing and stuff like that. And I think that's why Jai Cully's had such a big impression on me is because it's now his second year. They understand his body. He's done every single drill possible and, um, you know, he's rock hard fit. Whereas they take a more conservative approach with the first years um, just to make sure that, you know, they might have a you know, don't don't break down halfway through their first season. So yeah. um, at at the moment, leading the pack for me is probably Jai Cully, just for that reason. But you know, ask me again in a month's time, and my answer could, could be, be different. 
And plus, it's typical of fantasy coaches, mate. It's bloody January and we want to know what rookies are going to play around. Yeah, yeah. They've only been at the club like a few weeks, you know. I know, I know. But I think all, all in all, um, you know, we, we've got a couple there which I think are going to have good 10, 12, 13-year careers, which is great. Awesome. No, it's good to hear. Not good that, to hear not, 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 that, not that that means anything to you lads right now because you want to know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, they opened the game way too early and they let us play with it just way, way too early. I'm mm. sure it, it works out being bad for us. Yeah, you cook before the season even starts. But yeah, um, Tim, too many sleepless nights, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's um, one more player I think Bales wants to ask you about. Yeah, I was yeah, couple obviously. Uh, just obviously, we talked about the rookies, but moving on to a couple of the more senior guys that maybe had interrupted seasons as well. So, uh, Oscar Allen. So obviously, he was out for a lot of last year. Uh, how's his preseason uh, gone today? Has he been involved with, with everything in the preseason so far? Yeah, mate, he's been good. So he's been involved in. Um, yeah, he's been involved in everything. I think he had um, COVID for sort of five days there, and other than that, he's. He's looking the best I've seen him um, since he's been at the footy club. So he's hungry, his body feels good. And, you know, I've no reason why, I've, I can't see a reason why, um, providing he stays fit and healthy, he doesn't have a big year. You know, with Ken, Kennedy now gone, it's him and JD in the forward line. So um, I think people forget how good a player um, Oscar, Oscar was for us, whereas now he's going to get more game time. He's going to have a bigger role to play up forward, and he's a great leader. He understands the game, and um, he understands the game so well, leads well. So, you know, I'm looking forward. I'm really he's one player at our football club that I'm really looking forward to seeing play. What do you do? You see his role being that forward that pinch hits in the ruck with like a nick net or something like that throughout the game, mate. I'm not too sure. Once again, this is a, probably a question for Simo and what he wants to do in terms of yes. game dynamics. Whether it's you play two ruckmen and you know, rest one forward, or do you go have him pinch hit ruck? That that's that that's a question. Um, that's really a question for Simo. I think Oscar um, more has in his mind. Um, he just wants to be a key forward. He wants to replace Josh Kennedy, and that's what his role wants to be. And I think that's what he's best suited to do. Yeah. Um, as just um, if that happens or not. Yeah, and then the final player I want to ask you about as well. So. You touched on him a bit before with the likes of uh, Yoey and Shuey, but uh, Andrew Gaff, uh, one of my favourite players for for quite a while, he obviously had a bit of an interrupted season last year as well. How's he tracking uh, throughout this preseason? Yeah, good. He had foot issues last year, and um, you know got through them. He come back to um, he come back to the club in really good nick. He actually dropped a couple uh, kilos, come back lighter, and come back fitter. So he's in a good position to really own one of the one of the wings and just run all day for us. So um, here's another one which will be good to um he's been so fit and healthy his whole career and then, you know, sort of last year or so bit interrupted, but I think he's back on track for this year again. Oh, perfect. Good to good, good to, to hear see but... him uh, loping around those wings again. Yep, yep, on that left foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tim, I reckon, uh, have you got any other questions for Dom before you let him go? Not really, mate. I've just, um, well, have you got any questions for us at all, Dom? No, not at all. Um, I guess the only only question on my end would be, if I'm in your team and I play a bad game, will we still be mates or (laughs) (laughs) go there? <laughs> mate, you might have to buy me a beer, all right? But uh, a couple, couple of weeks on the trot, mate, you might get uh, you might get traded, all right? 
Yeah, no, there you go. No, I, I appreciate you having me on, lads. It's been good. Hey, Dom, mate. It's uh, I can't tell you just how much I appreciate your time, mate. I uh, really appreciate yourself making you know making yourself available for us, and especially considering you know fantasy is not exactly something you you know or much about. Um, and I can tell you, you know, we're going to have uh, hundreds of fantasy coaches that listen to this that are going to be you know very very appreciative of um, kind of getting the inside scoop on what's happening. Absolutely, mate. No dramas at all, and all the best with the uh, year to come. Talk, mate, talk, well, talk, best talk, of luck. Two under this year, right, lads? Come on, mate. And look, yeah. same right. for you. Same for you, mate. We wish you <laughs> Thanks, a Dom. really, really good season, really good luck, and uh, hope you, uh, you you hit it out of the park, mate. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Thanks, Good Dom. on you. Perfect. No, brilliant, awesome. to hear from, brilliant to hear from Dom Sheed and, and get all that insight. So probably just to quickly speak about, Tim, all that insight that he gave us. So... What, yeah. Who did you have in your team from West Coast oh. uh, before, like before we spoke to Dominic, adding anyone else into your team after? Oh, yeah, sure. Look, I mean, I've I've been playing around with Chessa and Jimby. Um, I don't have Hewitt sitting there. Um, I do. I'm pretty sure I do have Yo in there. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, and Dom Sheed. So I mean, that is a lot of Eagles, right? But um, yeah, I've I've got the four as well. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, um, Yoey, Jinbi, Chessa, and uh, Dom Sheed. So, and funny enough, uh, Yoey and Sheed and Chessa haven't actually left my team at all since I made it. The only one that's sort of come in now has been Jinbi, sort of just playing around with structure and seeing who yeah. can fit and whatever. Well, look, I, I think there's a couple of flags we need to raise about all of them, right? So, Chessa, there's obviously a lot of questions about his body and whether he's going to get up for round one. I mean, even Dom was saying there. You know, he might be playing round one, but that doesn't mean he's playing AFL. He might be playing in the yes, side, be playing right? So, yeah. But we know that the rookies are all, you know, there's lots of question marks over the rookies, and that applies, obviously, to Jinby as well. I mean, yo, look, I, I mean, he, he's not, you know, I mean, no one's a must-have, right? But he's, he's not necessarily a, you know, like an ace of a pick either. Um, you know, there are questions about whether he can kind of, he's got enough upside, Um and, you know, also, I mean, obviously there's the injury risk with him as well. And then, you know, Dom, I mean, I think he offers obviously fantastic um, upside, but, you know, he's also that kind of mid-pricer that sometimes you might, you know, sometimes you have to squeeze him into your team and you might have to drop down to a Warpool or a, you know, a McLean or, you know, like, you know, sometimes with the mid-prices you can't necessarily nail the one you want, you know. So, yeah, there's still a lot of questions about all of them. But um, Oh, that's right. And, that, and, the, and the beauty of that is, is that we're at the 19th of January. We still have over a month to go until we start really getting into the, the practice games. So obviously been been seeing the notes from the teams about their match sims and whatever. So we'll have all of those continue to sort of float through over the next month or so. Then we'll have match sims, and then practice games, and then uh, it and a warning that say, and warning Kevin Roy say all the time on the pod that the rookies that we pick, you will pick them on the Wednesday slash Thursday night when the teams get released because that's when we know yeah, which yeah. rookies are playing. Because a lot of rookies at this time of year, obviously burning up the track, you get all the notes. <laughs> I remember someone said like we never hear anything about no one, anyone like doing bad on the track. It's always yeah, everyone, yeah. Uh, burning up the track. So that's obviously the one thing to watch out for. But, yeah, but, but I yeah, think so. I mean probably the final thing that I just want to say on Dom is that you know we do know that he's got that kind of ninety to ninety five average from from before, but yeah. you know his role, you know there is potential for uh, there is potential for maybe even more upside than that um, because he what, might. What do, you, have, what do you think he goes at? What do you think he goes at this year? 
Look, I think it's, I think it's hard to say, but I would say that he's got to be one of those players that's getting you know kind of sixty percent CBAs um, it, or more. Um, and if yeah. he's getting sixty percent, and I I mean I should have probably looked at Footywide to get his stats or something like that on CBAs before, but I can't imagine he's ever had that kind of amount of CBAs. Which no. means, uh, you know, maybe maybe he can even go triple figures. Um, it's, maybe that's, it's not a, it's not a question. Like we didn't expect Will Brody or like even a George Hewitt last year to be sort of George Hewitt be a top six, and then uh, Will Brody be like near a top six forward, and they outperformed greatly to what we thought. So Dom Sheed, I think you can pretty much. I think you can say he's going to average like a worst case scenario 80, 85, I think, but he can push that. 9,500 mark quite easily because, as you mentioned, he didn't have like, a huge amount of CBAs a few years ago. It was Obviously, it was a very packed engine room there, but now with a few guys either moving away from there or retiring or, or whatever, I think you've, that the path is clear for Dom to be one of those top, top two midfielders and to get the bulk of the CBAs, I think. Well, there was that note as well, and just you know, for anyone that doesn't, you know, make sure you follow AFL ratings, Pete, because it, you know he gets all the news out. But there was also, I'm pretty sure, an article recently where Simo talked about um, Shuey not, you know, because of his injury riddled body, like not being one of those kind of key midfielders that they might looking, they might look at taking care of him a bit more. Um, or playing him in some slightly different roles. So, yeah. you know, that kind of takes him out of there. You'd think TK would have to be the, the top dog there. But I, I would I, – I put – I mean, yeah, okay, Yo might come in there halfway through the season, you know, if he's if his body's holding up. But I I think Sheed's the number two dog. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's, that's how it's going to – but just go, go back on Pete. Pete's the goat of notes. Like, he – everything he posts is just fantasy gold. Like, it's Well, awesome. I don't know about you, and this is just for everyone listening, there's only one – account I follow that I get notified of every tweet and that's AFL ratings Pete yeah yeah it's it's just the gold the gold mine for, for all the notes and and where we get it doesn't from. miss a so, thing yeah no 100% so yeah just before we just before we go obviously before we wrap um, things up here as well we, uh, any sort of anything you want to talk about just in like fantasy what wise broadly nah. like maybe any changes you made to your team or any players that maybe you wanted to speak about that uh, might not necessarily be from west coast at all no nah, not really i think um i think what i've really started to do i noticed a lot of the training notes have been coming out um in the last kind of you know seven to ten days so i've started to take note of a lot of the training notes haven't yep. i've kind of got my structure at the moment which i'm pretty happy with um, and so now it's just about watching people and, and taking notes. So I think what we might do is maybe that's, I mean, obviously we're not going to do a Twitter space on Sunday because we did one today, um, but maybe what we'll do is one next Sunday and maybe we'll, um, I don't know, we'll see if we can get another guest on. But if not, um, what we should do is maybe go through all the training notes for all the clubs and, and um, you know, for those people that aren't listening to them or keeping up to them, we can give them an update about, you know, the fantasy relevant players and, and what's what's happening out there. Yeah, well, I just had one question. There was just one question that was sent in by... If I oh, find yeah, yeah, that's it. right. Um, so it was from Paul Rogers. So he said, uh, how many keepers should we try to start with? How many rookies uh, priced under 300K do we have uh, on our fields currently? So first of all, we'll start off with the keepers we should try and start. You obviously talked about a couple of weeks ago, the whole... With Stato yeah. saying about the 12 keepers. Is that mm. sort of what you want to aim for with your so- ideal structure at the moment? Look, I mean, I, so, 
I mean, these questions are hard to answer, right? Because whatever I answer right now is probably going to be different next week. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so look, I, I, I've started with my – I started with – I had 13 keepers, right? But that's – you know, you've then got quite a lot of rookies. And th- the truth is this, is, you know, if you, you're really going to design your team, you actually start with the rookies, right? You start with how many playing rookies can you have on, on your field. Um, yeah, so, and so how, many can, rookie, how many rookies under 13 K have you got currently? Right now, one, two, three, four, five – uh, six. I've got six yep. at the moment. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I've got, I've got six as well. So three yeah. in the back line, two in the midfield, one in the forward yeah. line as, as it sits. Yeah, so I've kind of dropped it back to about 10 keepers. And then what I've done is I've basically just kind of left room for some mid-prices that I feel like I need to get in there. And that's where I'm yep. kind of at. And, you know, what I've told myself so far. I mean, really, I think what, what altered me was listening to the Marrera's Magic um, podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, Selby was kind of breaking down the trades, how many trades we've got this year, and basically we've got, you know, we've got more. Um, and so I just kind of think that that might give me, you know, I can afford to maybe drop a, a couple of keepers. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's and, my thinking. Yep, yeah, perfect. And cool. then, yeah, that's 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 all for the podcast today. So appreciate everyone jumping on and, and giving it a listen, and obviously huge thanks to, to Dom Sheed for jumping on, and thanks, Tim, for having that connection there and, and getting Dom to jump on. It's always uh, good to get some people on. I'm, as you said, I'm sure we'll have people, uh, guests jump on the pre-season and hopefully throughout the season as well. So, but yeah, we've got the podcast now available on wherever you get your podcast from. So Apple, Spotify, uh, Google podcast. So make sure you go and uh, listen to the podcast there. If you want to listen back to this and give us a review and rating of that helps out, get the podcast out to all the people. And I'm, going to try and upload these podcasts to youtube as well so there'll be another platform where you can listen to the pod and yeah make sure you go and follow uh, the afl fantasy finance account on twitter we've passed around of followers so appreciate everyone jumping on and following that there and supporting the channel it's been fantastic we've got we've pretty much been booming to start which has been great a lot of interaction a lot of good guys getting around the channel so uh tim where can everyone find you on uh twitter uh, Tim Guest AU, that's my handle pretty much across all and the then, social media channels. And do you want to plug your uh, good old TikTok again? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, Tim Guest AU, that's me across all the social media channels. So uh, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 TikTok, yeah, you can uh, you can follow me there. Yep, beautiful. And then I'm at uh, Bailey Ergang, probably, cha- as I said, change the bowls or something at some point. But that's where you can find us there, so make sure you're going to follow that. But, again, appreciate Don for jumping on. Thanks, Tim, for jumping on once again. You're welcome. Beautiful. And we will catch you guys, not this Sunday, as Tim mentioned, this was tonight, but uh, the following Sunday, hopefully with a special guest on. But we'll catch you guys then. Have a good rest of your week. See ya.